Let's talk about Bell Hook, the author and feminist who died aged 69. Let's also discuss the Omicron restrictions coming soon. What about Miss Sewell becoming the first female NYPD chief in its 176-year history? And a whole lot more. This is Pablo from Hackney, and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. A person who does not read is no better than one who cannot read. Earl Nightingale. So, episode 85, still in December, the final couple of weeks. So, we've got, obviously, we've got Christmas coming up, the whole holiday period. Um, and it's also uh, Liberia's Independence Day on Christmas Eve, December the 24th. Um, and that has been that way since 1951. So, after Christmas is all done, then obviously we celebrate Kwanzaa from, the, from Boxing Day, the 26th of December, all the way through to January the 1st, 2022. So, yeah, so holiday seasons are in full effect. So, Lewis Hamilton, man, uh, I just, I mean, every time I think about it, it just really um, saddens me that he, he, he was robbed in the fashion he was in plain view of everybody. However, they've, um, they've decided not to go through with their appeal, so Mercedes won't pursue the appeal. And, um, but he took his stance, him and his team, even the, um, the team principal, Toto Wolf. Um, they took their stance by not attending, not attending the um, the award ceremony on Thursday. So the FIA president Mohammed Ben Suli Suliam um, has said that he doesn't rule out, you know, uh, punishment for Hamilton for boycotting the sem- the ceremony on Thursday. Um, and what, I think he's, what else did he say? He mentioned. Um, he was talking about forgiveness is always there, um, but the rules are the rules. So it's, it's quite ironic that he, he chose those words, you know, especially the rules are the rules, because the rules um, uh, were not seen to, were not, were not, were not adhered to um, during the race. So, um, but you know what, whatever punishment they give Lewis Hamilton for that, it's, it's light work for him. You know, this, is, this man is a absolute champion you know he's the best who, who have ever done it um he's been robbed multiple times but he still rises so it is what it is i mean financially if they give him a fine if, whatever fine they give him he'll get over that too so um but yeah yeah he, i mean look in the moment he was very noble in 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 taking the loss you know although they went through the appeal process but you know he he was very noble but to ask him to go and stand there and, and be part of um, part of the whole ceremony when he's when it's very clear to the world that he was robbed is, is a bit much. So um, let's see how they go. Let's see how they get with the, uh, the punishment for Lewis. But um, Lewis is a winner. He's a born winner. Continues to be a winner. And look, they, a couple of days later, what's happened? They he received his knighthood. You know, thirty-six year old man. You know, he's, he's got his knighthood from the Prince of Charles, you know, Windsor Castle. 
um, just completed the ceremony because obviously he's been he's been um, awarded this a while back. But um, but yeah, so you know, let them do what they do. But you know, Sir Sir Lewis Hamilton, for real, he's he's, he's done really well. He's done really well. So yeah. So somebody I didn't know about is Bell Hooks. And um, Bell Hooks is an author and a feminist, and sadly she's passed away at the age of 69. She died on the 15th of December. Um, and yeah, I, I have to say I'd never heard of her before, but um, she is, you know, a prolific um, author. You know, she published um, some 40 books during her lifetime. Um, she wrote about things like feminism, racism, culture, capitalism, politics, um, gender roles, love, and spirituality. So she's, you know, well-versed in her writing. And her first book was um, called, um, called Ain't, Ain't I a Woman? Um, black Women and Feminism. Ain't I a Woman? Black Women and Feminism. So she, yeah, she she done a lot. And she published that in 1981, I believe, yeah. So her real name was um, Gloria Jean Watkins, but she adopted her great-grandmother's name, Belle Blair Hooks, um, for her writing, basically, her pseudonym for writing. Um, and also, she deliberately um, didn't use capital letters like at the, the beginning of her name and the beginning of both of her names, so she used all small letters deliberately, um, styled it that way in all lowercase, um, to focus attention on her message rather than herself. So... So yeah, a creative, a creative in in every sense of the word. But yeah, sorely missed. And you know, I'll I'll take the time out to to have a read um, of her stuff because, as I said, I'd never heard of her before. And I'll be sure also to ensure my children, especially my daughter, gets to read some of her stuff as well. My daughters, I should say. So yeah. So on the COVID front, you know, we're st- we're still here um, dealing with this new. Omnicom variant, um, and now the scientists are saying stringent um, restrictions are going to have to be brought in very soon um, if they want to stop the admissions reaching 3,000 a day in the hospitals. So, so, yeah, full steam ahead with whatever they've got planned within the next couple of days. I'm sure it's imminent, like maybe even in the week, you know, anything can change day by day. Um, but Scotland, you know, they've already moved forward with that. So they're already um, limiting social contacts um, to three, three households at a time in the, in the run-up to Christmas. And Wales has also ordered that nightclubs be closed from the 27th of December. So all, to be fair, all of these changes can come for us in London anytime soon. Like, you know, um, I really, to be fair, I really feel it for promoters who... I've been trying to navigate their way through putting on events, you know. Um, but, you know, some have taken a gamble. Some have been more cautious. Some have taken a gamble. And actually, some of them might get caught out, you know, over Christmas Christmas events, New Year's events and things like that, especially if they bring in these things, um, yeah, in, in, the, in the coming weeks. So hopefully, hopefully we're in a, a good enough situation that this can be you know, all of these restrictions can happen after New Year's. This is the hope. But like I said, other the other nations, being Scotland and Wales, have already moved forward on that. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Because it'd be nice to have a, just a normal Christmas, normal New Year's somewhat, you know, without them sort of restrictions. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, so 
we the the numbers you know they're going beyond record numbers now. So they've reported across the UK um, two days running. Um, they've beat the all-time record of infections. So on Thursday, I think it was um, 88,376. Um, so, yeah, the numbers are still going up real, really fast. Um, I think there's been a couple of deaths. I don't think there's been many deaths, but I think the issue is just how quick it multiplies and stuff rather than people, you know, dying. You know, one death is too much, obviously, but, yeah, that's, it's not as big a problem in regards to deaths as it was when it first started but the numbers are higher in regards to people being affected so that obviously affects the the um, NHS you know and, and all of that so yeah but we'll see we'll see and also it's it's started to hit the sporting events as well um, like the football the rugby I think in football there were like five league games um, that had to be cancelled um, over that period of time as well and in rugby 47 players um, from nine different premiership clubs tested positive so those impacted as well so so yeah it's definitely making a difference you know it's definitely impacting us as a, as a country as people and um, you know and even the schools the schools have started to talk about they you know they're prepared to switch to online learning um, if they have to next term which the way things are going, unless it slows down sometime soon, that's that's what we'll, we'll be looking at that sort of stuff again, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, they're getting ready for online learning, and they've even asked the government's even asking for retired teachers to come out to come back to work to help out. Obviously, paid, obviously, but I think they're anticipating how many teachers will be off sick, you know, with whether it's with their children or catching the infection as well. So. They're preempting that by asking people to come back. So, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting 2022, especially the first half of it. But I, I've always said, you know, obviously you can listen back to past pods. I've always said up until January, February, if we get past January, February without any kind of lockdown, then, you know, we're, we're kind of, seems like we're home clear somewhat. But it was always... A, uh, a, a test really Christmas, New Year's you know we've never been had a Christmas, New Year's um, whilst having a vaccine so we didn't know how this was going to pan out and you know but we, we know about variants coming but we didn't know we would have a new breed of variant a different lineage you know that um, functions a little bit different so there's only so much you can plan for with this situation but as I always say human beings are resilient so these are things we can overcome it just might not be as quick or in the way that we'd like it, us to overcome it. But thankfully, there hasn't been any child, you know, youth, youth murders, you know, youth violence. Um, no children have died via youth violence, fortunately. So it's always nice to be able to say that. Um, but yeah, but, uh, the two police officers who who were taking the inappropriate pictures and sending WhatsApps. They've now both been jailed for two years and nine months um, for their for their taking those pictures and sending them via WhatsApp. So Denise um, Jaffa, 47, and Jamie Lewis, 33, both previously um, based at North, uh, Northeast Basic Commander Unit, um, were both sentenced at the Old Bailey. Which is good, you know, it's, it's, it's important that, you know, regardless of who you are, you know, you, you, you pay, 
for your for your crimes and your misdeeds. So, and especially being a police officer, because those are the last people that are meant to be doing things of, you know, of of a negative or criminal nature at all. So, so yeah. So that's the situation for them. And then also off of the back of that, um, another police officer has been sacked. Um, through his racial slurs that were uncovered through that same investigation, um, to PC Harry Chandler, who he, he was saying some derogatory stuff in regards to um, people of Pakistani origin um, in a post to his colleagues. And the Independent Office of Police um, Conduct said, you know, this is not acceptable and he's now been sacked. So another good call by them. Um, and, you know, the the irony is is that the borough that he was working in is Newham, Newham and Walthamstow. And I know these boroughs, and these boroughs have high a high Asian community. So it's really good riddance, you know, the fact that he's not going to be within that community with these the thoughts and feelings that he's been carrying around and, you know, administering throughout, you know, throughout his time as a police officer in, in that borough. You can only imagine what he what he must have got up to, you know, the potential injustices or bias that he, he showed throughout his time working in those communities. So it's definitely good that that was uncovered and then and he's been sacked from that post. Um, but again, unfortunately, it's one of those ones that's little heard about in the media, unfortunately. But, um, but yeah, it's happened anyway. Welcome to Pablo's Podcast. Join me on a weekly basis with social commentary on current affairs which affect us the most. Come and news with me. What you can expect is uplifting, positive discussions, interviews on our social, physical and cultural well-being. Voicing some of the perspectives we share but maybe don't vocalise enough. I'll be going through my bucket list of interviewees over the coming weeks. You're guaranteed to get an honest, authentic perspective and insight into what's going on now. If you like what you hear, please click the subscribe button, please share on your social media apps, and please leave a review. Look forward to spending some time with you over these coming weeks. Thanks for joining me. Take care. So, look, the saddest thing I've heard in, in, a, in a long time I know we've had a lot of um, child deaths actually this month, actually, you know, a lot of people being sentenced for things like that. But this this one with the two sets of twins, man, that really, really was um that was really hard to hear that and to and to see the visuals in them. You know, these the kids were like uh like a year apart, I believe, yeah, around a year apart or so. Um, of the same family, two sets of twins, you know, to be blessed with two sets of twins in a family, um, you know, a year apart as well. I think the youngest pair were three and the eldest pair were four. And, um, yeah, to hear them dying in a fire, you know, it apparently looks like they were left in the house alone. And um, a 27-year-old woman's been arrested on suspicion of child neglect of the two sets of twins. Um so apparently the, the fire brigade did all they could, you know, got the young people out of the house and tried to administer CPR, but it, it, it was too late. So, yeah, 
just so sad, man. It happened in um, South London in, in Sutton. But yeah, so sad. So, so sad. And like I said, when you see the pictures of these boys, man, you, you know, the, just the fact that we were a pair of twins, like, it, it just looked like they were really destined for, you know, some real, I don't know, it just kind of seemed like they, they would have just made a real, I don't know, like they was destined for more than this, you know. Yeah, but um, but yeah, the young the young children, um, Kyson, Bryson, Layton, and Logan, you know, rest in peace. And you know, my heart goes out to the the parents, you know, um, yeah, the parents, the the family, everyone, man. It's just really sad. And obviously, those those firefighters pulling these young kids out of, out of a fire and and having to deal with that as well. They they they've gone through it as well just having to experience that, you know. I had, I think they were saying they, they were trying to resuscitate them for for like an hour, you know. Um, so, yeah, my thoughts and prayers go out to everybody involved in that, everybody involved in that. But the um, 27-year-old woman who was arrested, um, she's now been bailed um, to return in January, so I'm sure we'll, we'll hear more about that as time goes on. But, yeah, really, really sad case for all involved, for all involved. So, on the other side of the pond, um, in New York City, the first female police chief, um, and this is the, it's really significant, really, um, you know, the, the, the history of New York City police is like 176 years, and they've never had a female police chief. Um, but they do now, so it's Miss um, Keychant um, Sewell, 49 years old, um, a veteran of 23 years um, with Nassau um, Police Department um, in Long Island, and yeah, she, um, yeah, she's the first to do it. First to do it, man. That's absolutely historic. It will, you know, she'll be in the history books forever for this. Um, and you, you know, the U.S., the New York NYPD, the largest police force in in the U.S. as well. So. So, yeah, and also, you know, to make it even sweeter, she was originally from uh, um, New York, from Queens. She originally from Queens. So, so yeah, to come back to her, her borough and be the first woman to do it um, is amazing. Um, so, yeah, hats off to her. Hats off to her. She'd she done a lot in her time. She worked in, like, narcotics units and major case units and... Uh, she, she was also a hostage negotiator as well, so she's done a lot. Um, so well deserved. It's obviously a tough job, you know. A lot goes on in New York City, but um, but like I said, she's made history now. Family must be proud. Her parents, everybody around her. So salute to you, salute to you for that. And also, I mean, over this side of the water, um, countdown. We had a a replacement for um, Rachel Riley, um, who's off on maternity leave. And it gave another opportunity for Anne-Marie um, Amaphedon. I hope I pronounced that right. By Dr. Anne-Marie Amaphedon. And, yeah, it's, it's the second time because she actually was... She, over the month when they did the um, Black to Front um, day in September, she hosted um, Countdown with Trevor McDonald. So we have seen her on the TV before, but she, like I said, she got to do it again. Um... And yeah, so hats off to her. I mean, maybe she should get her own show if anyone's listening. Why not? Why not? She's definitely got the brains for it, especially that type of show. 
But she's like 31 years old and she's a mathematician, um, entrepreneur. And she was actually voted the most influential woman in UK IT in 2020. So, you know, this, is, this, this woman is, is serious on, on many levels. Um, and she's the CEO um, and head of uh, STEMET, which is a non-profit organisation um, which focuses on helping people get into like, STEM, um, STEM studies, science. STEM is for um, science, technology, engineering and math subjects. So... Yeah, she's um, it's good, just good to see different faces and different people and people that may have got overlooked, you know, getting their their time in front of the screen and the world being able to see them, you know. And look, she she's made history previously as well. She she was the youngest ever graduate with a master's degree at the age of nineteen. So you know, <laughs> this as I said, this this woman is serious, you know. So hopefully we'll see her on the TV a, a lot more. You know, probably, hopefully, in her own situation rather than filling in, filling in for other people. So yeah, well, you know, we spoke about the the Omicron situation, you know, and as I said, we we've, as I always say, we've got to look after ourselves, not just in good times, not just in bad times, all the time. You know, there are things that disproportionately affect us, um, and you know, I, I mean, look, if I think back to even the whole covid thing you know they, they spoke about how it, that actually disproportionately affects us you know so but there are the other things that i speak about like i said vitamin d deficiency high blood pressure prostate cancer um kidney disease high cholesterol and diabetes so we do need to be topping up on our vitamin d supplements our vitamin c our complete vitamin b complex magnesium zinc Sea kelp, saw pimento, cod liver oil, spirulina, quercetin complex. You know, we do need to top up on these things. And also it's winter. So even if there wasn't any, you know, pandemic, you know, this is the time that we historically get a runny nose, a little bit of sniffles, cough, etc. So it's not new to us. So, you know, we should be doing it. We should be topping up with all the things that help us stay well. Um, but definitely more so now with the new variants and the new situation that we find ourselves in. So yeah, let's look after ourselves and look after those around us as well, you know, and pass on the information as well. If we if we find out things that can can help us stay well, you know, we can't take it for granted that everybody else knows. And that's kind of part of the reason why I do the podcast because you know there's a lot that does go amiss, and you know it, it, there are things that we should be talking about, you know. And my, my hope is just that this the podcast just continues to spark those conversations, you know, so yeah. So we are coming to the end of the year, you know, we've got, I think we've got one more full moon coming, um, and on December the 21st, maybe by the time you're listening to this, that will be the shortest day of the year. Um, shortest, well, not, when I say shortest day, short with the least sunlight. So it's going to seem like it's, you know, well, it's not even seem, it will actually be darker for the longest period this year. But the good news is, is that every day from this point, it will get a couple of minutes lighter every single day until we meet, until we're into summer and we reach the longest day. That's the cycles, that's how it goes. So, so yeah, so we, we've got that to look forward to. We've got that to look forward to. And, um, and as I said on the last pod, we've we, you know we've got a, a new pink hoodie um, for for all of us to 
to, to support and wear. I know pink isn't, isn't for everybody, but um, we, I have got lo loads of requests for people asking, like, have you got a pink version? So we've got that out there. So hopefully people have ordered them and they've, you know, they come, people are going to be receiving them on Christmas Day, opening them up and staying warm through the winter months because I tell you what, it's, it's, it's been quite mild, if I'm honest. I haven't really seen too much frost. I haven't seen any snow or anything like that. So we know we've got all that to come. We've got all that to come, and it will probably come thick and fast, especially with all of the crazy weather we've been having this year. I'd be really surprised if we don't have a serious heavy winter. Um, when I say heavy winter, I mean with a lot of snow and stuff like that. I'd be really surprised. But... Um, but yeah, so look, thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today and hopefully you can join me on the next one. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thank you for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion.